welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, Industry Updates for the Modern Dairy Family. I'm Darby Toth, a Technical Field Services Representative with Western United Dairies. And I'm Melissa Lima, the North Coast and Organic Field Services Rep with Western United Dairies. Hey Darby, welcome to Dairy Month and all kinds of other things. <laughs> it is all kinds of other things yeah. for sure, but it is definitely June Dairy Month and the weather is definitely showing us down here that we are rolling right into the summer. Absolutely. And, and as is tradition, when you guys get the heat, we get the fog. So we're hanging in there, um, hoping for a little sunshine this afternoon, but we are excited for June Dairy Month. Today's episode, we're going to have a little special segment at the end with kind of a salute to our dairy producers. And um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're having a few special things planned this month um, on the social channels and at the company. So hopefully everyone is excited to salute the dairy industry this month. Well, Melissa, we had, uh, in addition to rolling into June Dairy Month, we had something else happen at the beginning of this week. And that was that the quota referendum ballots were due. Yes, big deadline on Tuesday. I actually had some calls right up to the last minute about how people should fill out their ballot or where they should take it to postmark it. So I think all those ballots got in. We're keeping our fingers crossed. Yep, and I've gotten a few questions this week. Maybe you can answer this. Are we gonna have immediate results from CDFA? Funny, I've had quite a few of the same questions. In fact, one guy yesterday asked, what was the what was the outcome of the referendum? So just as a quick reminder to producers, the CDFA is collecting the ballots now. They gave a 10-day grace period for anything that was postmarked on Tuesday to get there to their office by June 10th. Um, on June 10th, they will start opening the ballots. I, I picture them going into a big secret like locked box or something until then. And then um, June 10th, that box gets open and they will start qualifying the ballots. So they'll start making sure that all the appropriate information is on them and then quantifying the votes. So, um, you know, we are hopeful for results um, in the coming weeks after June 10th, but we have been kind of warned that it may be as late as August or even September before we get final results because there's a lot of qualifying that has to go on and a lot of double checking on producer names, numbers, and different things like that before they can certify the referendum. So a little patience is the name of the game here. Yes, as is not traditional in the dairy industry, um, a lot of times things happen in rapid fire. This is one of those things where we have to take a breather and wait for CDFA to do their job and get us the results. And they are running on a shoestring staff. You know, there's just a handful of people left in the dairy marketing branch. So they're working hard. We have a lot of faith in them, but it is probably going to take a little time. Yep. Well, with that being said, maybe we'll roll into this week's episode. Yes. So we're going to skip a market update this week. Tiffany, along with, I think, almost everyone on staff besides you and I, Darby, are taking a much needed vacation this week. I think the kids got out of school and folks took the opportunity to take a few days off. So we're skipping the market update this week. Um, we do have a sit down with Justin Oldfield. I sat down with Justin to talk about the California Cattle Council, what they've been up to, what their plans are for the summer. And then, as I mentioned, a little bit of appreciation for folks in the dairy industry. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Hi, I'm Jessica with PG&E. 811 is a free service to keep our communities safe. Before you do any digging, PG&E will mark your gas and electric lines so you don't hit them. Call 811 before you dig. To learn more, visit pge.com safety. 
We would love to welcome back to the show our friend and industry partner, Justin Oldfield from the California Cattle Council. Welcome, Justin. Thank you very much. Justin, we wanted to check in with you. It's been a little while since we've chatted about what the California Cattle Council has been up to over the last year, and it has certainly been quite a year. So we're just wondering if you could give us an update um, about the Cattle Council and all the amazing work you guys have been doing. Yeah, thank you for giving us the opportunity to, to join you again today. Um, it's certainly been uh, a crazy year uh, for many different reasons, and I know that we were all excited to usher in 2021 and, mm -hmm. and for the promise that would hopefully bring to have a better year. But um, the Cattle Council was was uh, was formed in the end of 2019, and then within just a few months of formation, uh, began to deal with the, the COVID pandemic, like all of us had to. So for a new um, organization, it was it was an interesting. Uh, time to uh, to work through, but nevertheless, we were not complacent. Uh, we saw that there were needs that needed to be addressed right away, and so we took that head on. The Cattle Council is always, um, you know, working to uphold our mission, which is to bring the majority of the dollars uh, that are brought in, the vast majority of those dollars, to be put out to projects, uh, not to be spent on overhead. And so, uh, one of the ways in doing that is making sure that we are partnering with existing organizations, research institutions, et cetera, to make sure that uh, we are not looking to reinvent the wheel, but to support ongoing efforts uh, as they're about. So the first thing that we did is there was a need to sort of assist uh, efforts uh, with Western United as they were working to respond to a lot of the negative press that was coming about um, during the initial part of the COVID pandemic. Um, at that point in time, obviously, there were significant impacts that were occurring to our marketplace. Uh, there were also issues with the supply chain and all consumers um, could hear about at the time was that there were dairy producers that were dumping milk and that had some significant, uh, I think, public relations connotations for producers. And so uh, we aggressively launched uh, in partnership with, with Western United, a public affairs campaign to provide education uh, to consumers and policymakers directly about all the good work that dairy producers were doing uh, in the midst of the early parts of the pandemic. As uh, things were shutting down, producers were, of course, continuing on to feed, you know, their local food sheds and provide the nutrition that was necessary. And so that culminated with a, a press event that occurred uh, at New Hope de Gaulle. And we had several legislators attend, so that was very successful. So then we, of course, went throughout the rest of the year uh, dealing with the COVID pandemic. There were, were lots of things the council was engaged in. Uh, one of the things that I'll highlight that we took the opportunity to do in 2020, given the fact that the legislature and others were, were sort of diverted and divested entirely uh, at facing the pandemic, uh, was to, uh, to take the opportunity and actually start to do some work um, with consumers and policymakers and voters to actually learn about some of the messages that we frequently uh, like to share and we think that are effective, but to determine uh, through both a qualitative and a quantitative uh, research phase as to whether or not those messages were effective in reaching our targeted audience and if they actually influenced them. So we learned a lot from that process. Uh, again, we engaged with our partners, Western United and California Cattlemen's Association in that effort as well. And so it's really it was a way uh, to ensure that you know the work that we're doing, uh, the messages and the issues uh, that are behind those messages are uh, not just uh, effective but uh, also carry weight with them in, in influencing 
the target audience that we want. And so that was a good opportunity to do that. So transitioning into 2021, again, we've been uh, very active and will continue to be active. One of the first things that we did was to bring on a series of folks that could help with conducting tours for policymakers. Um, we've already done one uh, now that hopefully COVID is getting behind us and more folks are comfortable getting out and visiting places. Uh, the one that I'll highlight specifically for the dairy industry was we had a chance to meet with Lieutenant Governor uh, at a dairy in Galt, again at New Hope Dairy, and, and it was an opportunity to speak directly with the Lieutenant Governor uh, and her staff uh, about sustainability and about all the good work that dairy producers are doing uh, related to methane reduction. Uh, there's a lot of discussion and focus right now about what the industry can do more of, but there's been a ton of work that's gone into what the industry has done. And we, uh, we tend to think uh, that that gets left aside a bit. And so we wanted to highlight that message. That was a very good tour. I know the Lieutenant Governor learned a lot. She greatly appreciated it and I think was very effective in informing uh, future opinions. Uh, we've got several of those upcoming here in the future, which is great and we'll continue to do those. And the last thing I'll mention just very briefly that I think is a good partnership is one of the things that the Cattle Council was formed to do was to provide additional technical compliance services for dairy producers uh, and, and, and ranchers across the state. And so we've taken the initiative to work with, uh, again, our partners uh, and Western United did submit a proposal to provide some of those services directly um, to provide technical services uh, and regulatory compliance um, uh, services to dairy producers, regardless of membership in any one trade association across the state. And so I'm happy to announce that, that the Cattle Council did approve that funding and I know Western has hired an individual that's largely going to work on some watershed uh, grants uh, that will bring a direct economic benefit to dairy producers, um, but also that there's a varied amount of issues across the state for dairy producers in, in the Central Valley as well as the North Coast and that um, you know she will be working with all producers to help meet their needs and address their needs. And I know, uh, Melissa, you could certainly uh, always use help and additional resources and staff uh, is a good way to do that. So yeah. I think I'll leave it there. Yeah, totally. We're really excited to bring Aubrey on board and we're going to talk with Aubrey, um, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast next week. And um, but yeah, it's it, it it's just it's tough out there and there's not a lot of folks that are providing that on the ground technical assistance. And so we're excited to have that extra help for producers and producers across the state, not just members of specific trade associations. So um, that opens up a lot of doors for folks who, you know, may for whatever reason, not be members of an organization to still get the assistance they need and flourish hopefully in their businesses going through 2021 and into 2022. So we really appreciate that partnership and all of our partnerships with the Cattle Council over the last year and a half. It's been, it's been quite a ride, but a lot of stuff has happened. Well, Justin, um, we, we talked a little bit about what's happening going forward, but um, this summer, as you mentioned, we all had high hopes for 2021, and this summer is looking a little less exciting than I think we had all planned for. Um, so we, we wanted to just kind of hit on a couple things. Um, COVID recovery obviously is a big issue and just ensuring that those supply chain issues don't happen again, what we learned from that. And then the other big topic du jour, it seems like lately and, and something that's gonna be very interesting and very, I think um, a little bit nerve wracking to, to meander through this summer is this unprecedented drought that we're all looking at. Um, can we talk a little bit about what Cattle Council is working on in light of those two issues moving through the summer and what your what your job is going to look a lot like. 
Sure. I think the one that I'd probably want to spend some time touching on is, is certainly drought. Um, we realize that uh, there's a lot of, of need here to be able to educate voters, consumers, policymakers on the work that's being done um, in the dairy industry related to water conservation uh, and ultimately educating folks on you know, not just the process of producing dairy products, but also the value from an environmental perspective of doing that. And, you know, there's always going to be opportunities uh, that folks that don't like, you know, livestock production in California, they're going to take right now, they're going to take shots that we would probably, you know, I think argue are pretty ill-informed about, you know, uh, the resources that it takes to produce dairy products here in the state. Um, but I think we've got a great story to tell. One of the things that I know uh, that Western's uh, been doing and has recently released uh, is a series of, of um, you know, messages that they're broadcasting out through their social media channels um, related to drought, in particular, what dairy farmers are doing and what dairy farmers have done uh, to increase, you know, their sustainability from a, uh, from a water conservation perspective. I think it also uh, is is very uh, incumbent upon us to ensure that not only we're telling a story about dairy production, but also about beef production, uh, considering that the two are, are interlinked. And so certainly a good percentage of, of, of the beef that we consume is coming from a dairy animal. And so uh, telling that story is also, um, I think, uh, uh, something that we're going to be doing over the next several months as it relates to uh, the drought. And so it's my hope that we're going to, uh, and I've already directed uh, my folks to begin looking at how we can take what Western has done and to begin to amplify that uh, through a much broader public affairs campaign. Of course, all of that's going to be subject of approval from, from my board. And so I'm hoping to be able to share that with them uh, over the next couple of weeks to give them some input as to how we would roll this out. But no, without a doubt, drought is going to be a significant focus of our attention this summer. And, and that's not just to divert uh, what we know will be some opportunities again from our detractors to maybe try to take a shot at us. But at the same time, it's also a good opportunity to make Californians aware that uh, we're an industry that is, is resilient. We're an industry that's going to persist throughout the drought, throughout you know, COVID recovery. Uh, and we not only provide a nutritional and social value, but also an environmental value as well. So um, you know, we wanna tie all those things together. As it relates to COVID recovery, uh, certainly, I think one of the things that the Cattle Council, uh, again, we want to remain true to our charter is, you know, we're certainly not looking to supplant uh, any one trade association or really kind of drive an agenda. What we're looking to do is to be able to provide resources for projects that, that bring considerable value to the beef or dairy industry in California. And so I think as the need arises, uh, for you know, trade associations, for academic uh, institutions, certainly if there's a need for research as it relates to um, how we can improve the efficiency of the supply chain and ensure that you know, we continue to remind consumers that it's not a lack of will or effort by dairy farmers themselves that you know, they, that, that supply is there. Uh, and so uh, we wanna make sure that people are aware that it's certainly not an issue that we're seeing on, on, on the dairy farmer side. It's other obstacles that are, that are part of the system. And so uh, that being said, we want to ensure that uh, that message is, is you know, broadcast where it needs to be, uh, when it needs to be. And so I think if there's a need to do that, we'll certainly look at that as well. 
yeah, it's going to be interesting as we sort of transition out of a more home and grocery based supply chain back into food service and kids being back in school and people eating out again, um, that we do, we are going to have some growing pains. And I think folks are being, becoming more aware of their food system and how it works and how sometimes it's not all perfect. And also that we're very lucky to be able to go to the grocery store and just grab whatever we want when we want. And so if that's not the case, we just have to have some patience sometimes. So. Yeah, and maybe one other, th one other thing I'll mention too, uh, that is, I think of again, direct benefit to uh, everyone, uh, both in the beef and the dairy side, uh, is, is the cattle council is also working with um, uh, some folks on the nutrition side, not really to kind of dive into the benefits of beef and dairy. We have, you know, associations out there that do an excellent mm -hmm. job at that, but really to kind of tie back in uh, as it relates to early childhood nutrition, yeah. uh, the benefits of consuming dairy and, and beef uh, as part of kind of the first food uh, in, in our school lunch programs. And, uh, you know, we recently heard from some very credible organizations and institutions out there that, and it makes sense that, you know, um, the majority of the nutritious meals that children consume um, on a daily basis in the United States come from school lunch program. And so not only are we looking at the value that those products play in early childhood development, but as well as how they play as part of a larger um, part of a nutritional meal, right? So it's not just the beef, it's not just the dairy, but it's the overall, um, you know, nutritional value that students are getting from, from, from uh, uh, their school lunch program. And so we want to highlight that and the role that those products play in, in, in a nutritious meal, not just in the nutritional value of those products. And then I think that also does certainly play into the fact that there are those out there that are looking to introduce maybe some alternatives, you know, to our traditional products. And, you know, certainly there's potentially a, a health and a sustainability, um, um, you know, area there that we want to address as well. And so that's going to be part of that. For sure. Well, I think it's all great work. Anything else before we lay off the hook today, Justin, that you'd like to share with our producers? I think the last thing I'll say is, uh, you know, the cattle council is one that's governed by producers. And so uh, we welcome all uh, levels of uh, input and opinions. And, um, you know, I think our producers are really working as much as they can to uh, make sure that the, the voices of their colleagues are being represented within the decisions that we're making at the cattle council. So never hesitate to reach out to me, never hesitate to reach out to any of the board members on there and share your opinion. So we're, we're a very open and transparent organization and commit to continuing to do that. Totally. And we're really proud of your board members and I've seen them in action and they have great discussion. They're awesome folks and they, it is, they are open board meetings published and everything. So we can get the information for those meetings out if anyone would like to join in and listen into some really great discussions and, and debates about how we should be working through some of the challenges in this cattle industry we all love. Well, thank you so much, Justin. I really appreciate your time today. And uh, we'll hopefully have you back soon to, with some a little bit more good news for the industry. Sounds good, thank you. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with a relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making improvements to the dairy, 
or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at yosemitefarmcredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. My name is Anya Radabal, and I'm the CEO of Western United Dairies. I love working with dairy farmers because they keep it real and they stay with the fight every day. Hi, I'm Tammy Anderson Wise, CEO with the Dairy Council of California. Thank you to the dairy farmers and processor community for your service and commitment to elevating the health of children and families through the healthy, nutritious milk and dairy products you provide. You are helping to make our communities in California healthier. Thank you. Hi, this is Tiffany with Blimlin and Associates. I love working with dairy farmers because they're really great to work with. They're always appreciative of the help I'm able to give them, and they're truly passionate about what they do. My name is Anthony Romando. I'm a labor attorney who serves dairy farmers. I'm proud and honored to represent family farms. I believe that family farming is a legacy that deserves and is entitled to protection. And in my opinion, cow people are the best people. Hi, this is Dana Ghirardelli. I'm the Director of Producer Relations for the California Milk Advisory Board. I love working with dairy farmers because they never cease to amaze me. And at the end of the day, they are just really good people. My name is Rochelle Echeveste and I work with Lecheros Unidos de California and Western United Dairies. And I love working in the California dairy industry because thanks to dairy farmers, we have our delicious ice cream and milk to enjoy. Hello, my name is Amy Happ, and I'm a loan officer with Yosemite Farm Credit. And I love working with dairy farmers because they are some of the hardest working people I know. This is Katie from Blooming and Associates. I enjoy working with dairy farmers because they're passionate about what they do. They work incredibly hard and produce a wonderful product. All right, well, happy June Dairy Month. And, uh, you know, I've been asked to say, why do I love working for the dairy industry? And it fundamentally comes down to one word or two words, the people. I love working for the dairy industry because of the people I work with, the people I work for, the dairy farmers and the dairy families who strongly believe in what they do. They work hard every single day. They get up early, they work hard, they're with their families and they, they really believe in the product that they put out there, that it is the most nutritious product that you can buy. And you have to love that passion and that makes you passionate about supporting them and it makes you passionate about wanting them to succeed. So I you know, started in dairy over 25 years ago in marketing and always wanted to stay in dairy because of the people. I'm Jennifer Jambroni with the California Milk Advisory Board. Hi, I'm Justin Oldfield, uh, Executive Director of the California Cattle Council. And it's a pleasure working with dairy producers on a daily basis because dairy producers are resilient in the face of all the challenges that we deal with. Uh, it seems year after year from COVID to drought to challenges in our marketplace, uh, dairy producers are always focused on providing excellent nutrition, caring for and providing uh, excellent care to their employees and continuing family, family legacies that have spanned generations. I'm Darby Toth, the Central Valley Technical Field Services Representative with West United Dairies, and I love working in the dairy industry because I love getting to serve such hardworking, passionate individuals every single day. Happy June Dairy Month to all my producers and everyone in the California dairy industry. 
Did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above-ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above-ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off-site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com. Well, as we wrap up this week's episode, we want to give a huge thank you again to Justin Oldfield and all of our guests this week. And then Melissa, you have one last minute reminder for us. Yes, June 11th, next Friday, we're going to have a labor update in person. Yay. Um, We're so excited to have our partner, Tony Ramondo of Ramondo and Associates, join us in Ferndale for an update. We are planning further updates with Tony throughout the state this summer. We're kicking off up north, but um, please stay tuned. There's going to be info in the update this week about that meeting and future meetings, and we hope to see anyone that can attend up in Ferndale on June 11th, um, 1030, and we're going to have some refreshments and a good conversation with Tony. Sounds good. Well, remember, you can reach out to us with questions, comments, and content requests. To reach us at the podcast, you can email us at wud.pod at gmail.com. You can reach Melissa at mlema at wudairies.com. And my email is darby at wudairies.com. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform and happy June Dairy Month. While West United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the West United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies' generous business sponsors, Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at wuda I-R-I-E-S dot com.